Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. Today we're looking at giving thanks until you become thanks, one of my favorite pastimes. I love praise and worship. I love thanksgiving. Um, Mainly, I think, because worship is not really for the Lord, though he loves it. I think worship, he loves worship for us because it makes us vulnerable to his goodness. So he creates this environment around rejoicing and thanksgiving that allows us to really focus on him, and then there's always a flow back into our own spirit. So in that context, then, in praise and worship and thanksgiving, he is creating an environment for us to overcome the enemy, to get on top of our circumstances through connecting with the nature of God in thanksgiving and rejoicing. When we know that God is with us and we can abide in him, you know, we just come to this place of relaxing. And in this podcast, I'm sharing with you some of those points. Uh, And my favorite scripture on this, personally, is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. That rejoice always in everything, give thanks, because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So if you want to know what the will of God is, read that scripture because it's really clear this is so important to the Lord because he knows how important it is for us we give thanks until you become thanks this means that rejoicing and thanksgiving can never be casual it's really about us entering into the whole drama of it with the Lord that we are focusing on him we're worshiping him we're rejoicing in him And in in that, what happens is our trust levels come right up. And and that's what allows us to face our circumstances and to walk with the Lord through whatever the situation is that we are facing. And I think it's good, too, for us to remember that um, giving thanks is an act of the will, not an act of the emotion. Now, there are going to be times when your will and your emotions are on exactly the same page together. And then there are going to be other times when they're not. But here's the thing is, your will is the primary factor in doing anything. Philippians 2.13 says that God works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So he's well-versed in using our will to empower us to step into something that he wants to give us. So this is a clip from our Tuesday evening community, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, if you're choosing peace and it's taken a while to sink in, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you rejoice always in everything you give thanks. And so I think rejoicing and thanksgiving is a key part. So for me, sometimes the enemy resists you. Sometimes the circumstances feel like they want to overwhelm you. Sometimes oppositional people are out to get you, whatever. Um, But when there is resistance to part of the nature of God, that's the point where you worship. That's the point where you give thanks because of who God is. So I would give thanks until I become thanks.
you know, <clears throat> and um, and then I would rejoice. And 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 the best way in those circumstances when things are against you, <clears throat> the best way to rejoice and give thanks is to use your will, not your emotion. Because your will is cold-blooded. It doesn't require any emotion. So you can give thanks. You say, Lord, I give thanks to you. I worship you. I bless you. I praise you. And you give thanks until you become thanks. Because what you're doing is, in rejoicing and thanksgiving, you're pushing yourself out there into his space. And he comes to meet you. You know, so you have a confession. You are my peace. You are the prince of peace. You're the one that gives peace as a gift. So I know all the peace verses. So I quote them all. Or I may just open my Bible and start to read them out. You know, I like reading scripture to the Lord. You know, I always feel like, I like reading it to them as though he's never heard it before. You know, so I want that same excitement that he had when he wrote it. <coughs> so I love reading all, all the peace verses out or all the joy verses out, you know. And I love practicing the joy and peace in believing. So I tell God what I'm believing. And I confess, I declare, I proclaim. And, and I do that until something happens. Because the thing I've noticed about the enemy is he... He absolutely hates praise and worship of God. Yeah. He hates thanksgiving. He hates rejoicing. And so when you blot everything out and you just focus on rejoicing, very often you only have to do it, you have to do it out loud. But you only have to do it for like five or ten minutes and he gives up. Because he's not actually going to stick around and make you do better. Mm -hmm. Now if he can't stop you from being something, and, and if his opposition only makes you stronger in your worship, he's going to give up and leave. He's not going to stay and press the fight and press you into something amazing. He's going to give up. And because he doesn't know how to hang out in those circumstances. So you create with God the environment that God wants you to be in. But you get to practice it with him. Because the thing is, you've all got an internal disposition. You know, it's the inner man of the Spirit mingling with the Spirit of Jesus where you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's at least four of you in there. You can make a noise that can drown out anything. And what you're doing when you rejoice and you give thanks is you're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. You know? Um, when you get into anxiety or stress, you know, you're actually preventing your own upgrade. You know, um, but when you cooperate with rejoicing and thanksgiving, you know, it's like this is your best way of fighting for what you know is already yours. And the enemy won't resist you too long in that. But you have to really give yourself to it. You can't be hard, half-hearted in it. Yeah. It's like, this is a great thing to do. I'm going to practice. No different than if you play tennis, practicing or surf. I think if you don't practice rejoicing and thanksgiving, you're, you're still vulnerable yeah. to externals. Yeah. But when you have 
when you understand that this is a a key part of it. And it's not like God is some kind of megalomaniac who needs all the attention. I actually believe that God doesn't really need the worship. We need it. We need it. And worship makes us, thanksgiving and rejoicing, makes us vulnerable to the presence of God. You know, it like throws the windows or the door wide open, creates an opening, an, op- an opportunity to step into something. Um, <clears throat> so it's good for us. And, and when you practice just saying thank you to the Lord for what he is doing, for where you are, for what I'm learning, for what's happening in my job or my business or whatever. Um, and when you practice that, you it's part of your abiding in the presence of who he is. And I think sometimes, I think abiding is a lost art in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, so... When everyone talks about presence, they mostly do it in a meeting context. And we had a great meeting, the presence of God was so strong. I think, you know, it's great to have the presence of God in meetings, but actually the presence of God is for life. It's, it's a lifestyle thing. It's not a meeting thing. We all take the presence of God with us to a meeting. And if enough of us do that, when we come together, we should expect something enormous to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're going to a meeting, needing the presence of God on a touch from the Lord or whatever way you describe it, mm-hmm. then you're not going to make a contribution, but you're going to pull on something. Mm-hmm. And in the grace of God, he does that. But it's not his favorite thing. His favorite thing is, how about you and I connect all the time during the day. Mm-hmm. And how about we learn just to stay in connection. So for me, a turning and a yielding of my heart every hour or so, you know. And it's, it's normal to get wrapped up in your work when you love it, you know, and you've got things to do. But when you finish something, just to spend five or ten minutes just replenishing your spirit just turning and yielding your heart to the Lord. And a good part of that is just being thankful and rejoicing. Just telling God what makes you happy about him, why you're thrilled with him. Thank you that you're with me in this. You know, And if the more you do that, the, the less you have to seek him when it matters. When circumstances come, you think, I need to get with the Lord or something. And then you're not vulnerable. You're more vulnerable to the external circumstance because you've not taken care of internal business. You're a habitation of God. You're a dwelling place. You know, it's good just to connect internally. Live from the inside to the outside because the outside is always trying to press in on you. And that's where stress, anxiety, worry, fear, all those kind of negatives come. Because the world is that kind of a place. But the kingdom isn't. There's nobody stressed in the kingdom. No one's frustrated in heaven. No one's stressed in heaven. No one's anxious. That's the king. That's the kingdom that Jesus came to bring us. He said the kingdom is in you and it's all around you. So expect it, look for it, want it. 
And I think rejoicing and thanksgiving is such a key part of that. But knowing that because God is with me, I can relax. It's good to remember that in a crisis, but it's better to practice it as a lifestyle. You know, you don't want to come to God. You don't just want to come to God when you absolutely need to and you're up against it. You need to come to God all the time. And, and, it, and to do that, don't treat that as work. Treat it as a delight, as a pleasure. I, I, I enjoy. I enjoy being with God. I enjoy thinking about Him. I, you know, I'm, I, w- I want to be addicted to Jesus. Um, I think that's my, maybe my favorite definition of abiding is he's my drug of choice. I'm addicted. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this podcast. I'm Lucas at Brilliant Perspectives, and you can learn more about this topic through Graham's teaching called Times of Refreshing, available at brilliantbookhouse.com.